Are we good? Okay. Hello, this is Doctor Barbara Kiel. Actually, a lot of my clients prefer to call me Doctor Bibi, and I quite like it, to be honest, because I think there is a ring to it, Doctor Bibi. Don't you think? Anyways, you are listening to my podcast. To be honest, a podcast which will show you how easy it is to be honest. What? You don't believe me? Well, stick around and let me give you the tools and knowledge. Hello, everyone. This is Doctor Bibi. Welcome to my podcast. To be honest. I'm sure you know the drill by now. So let us set the energy of this episode together. You may wish to put your hand on your heart and close your eyes, unless you're driving or operating heavy machinery. So take a deep breath in. Hold it. And exhale. Let your thoughts go. Let your past go. Now take a moment to plug into the greater energy of the universe. Feel your heart, and imagine us all connected. In a unified field of divine white light, and know that you are safe. All is well, and so it is. Take another deep breath in. Hold it for five seconds, and exhale out loud. And when you are ready, slowly open your eyes. Okay, last episode, I talked about the importance of self-awareness, and one of the techniques to cultivate self-awareness is self-reflection. So. Because we have so many habits, patterns of behavior, and preset programming that are all buried in our subconscious, they tend to operate in a sort of,、um, I suppose I could call it the control room in our mind, directing how we think, feel. And act, oftentimes hurting our well-being. So, if we want to be in control, we need to see into the control room, beyond the conscious mind, and change some of the outdated programming that we no longer benefit from. 
So one way to access the unconscious is through self-reflection. For example, putting a mirror up to ourselves and analyzing what we see or feel as objectively as possible, so that we can better understand ourselves and how we think, how we interpret. Other people's messages, how they make us feel and behave. So you may ask, how do we engage in this type of deep self-reflection? Setting the stage for self-reflection is important. Now I understand. It is clear that we are super busy. These days, we can get distracted easily, and therefore seem to have a harder time with self-reflection. That's because self-reflection requires a reasonably tranquil mind, meaning quiet mind. Therefore, it is common for a lot of people who practice self-reflection. They would meditate, or maybe, or take several deep breaths, or some rhythmic breathing to quiet their thoughts before they self-reflect. Now, my audience, to be honest, every time we try to penetrate the unconscious. Can be elusive. Deep self-reflection may feel like you are trying to tame a raging sea. So talk yourself down, if that helps, and ask yourself questions to get at the heart of your matter. If answers are not forthcoming, then give it some time. And return to any thoughts or questions later, when you are feeling open to learning more about yourself. Let busy thoughts fly away, and focus on your goal, and that is to know yourself better. Now it is important to remember: once you feel calm and quiet. That means when your mind is has quieted down, direct your focus inward. That is very important, and choose a particular issue you want to change. Then pull up a memory of an important incident, and ask yourself these questions: What impressions arise? As you focus on this issue, and that's the memory. Next question: What does it make you feel? And what does it make you think? So obviously, this part is related to the what of self-reflection. So the next step is to identify the why of self-reflection. Again, 
with your mind quieted, try to look deeper. Intend to go back to the most pivotal point related to this memory that you chose earlier. What did you feel, think, or do? Now, go a layer deeper and ask yourself: Why did you think, feel, or do these things? Better yet, if you reacted to the event, then and a good question to ask yourself is. Why did I react that way? Now, understand that these kinds of inner search and discovery exercises or missions through self-reflection can get gnarly. So take your time. Once you have opened the cork on this genie's bottle, the work has begun. And it will most likely continue until some major issues are better understood, if not completely resolved. And believe me, it is worthwhile because it helps you to grow and develop. Then the next step is to observe yourself living your life in the present. Try to catch yourself. When your unconscious is in control, leading you to feel, think, and act in ways that bother you. So through self-reflection, your self-awareness will grow. Once you are aware of your inner programming, you are on the path to authenticity and in greater control over your life. Then the next step is to cultivate the desire to change behaviors that bother you. You may ask, what kind of behaviors? Well, it may be relationship issues.、Uh, you find yourself having fights with your loved ones more frequently. Basically, any kind of behaviors that are giving you negative impact. After identifying any problematic aspects of yourself, take the wheel and slowly shift your behavior in ways that better represent how you want to be. Now, if you thought that issue was fixed, but it comes back. Self-reflect once again to see if you missed something important. It's not easy to change ourselves, our behavior, and it may take several attempts to get it right. So keep at it each time a behavior you don't like surfaces. Last week I also mentioned that self-compassion is an important component. When we practice self-reflection and when we are self-aware, so be gentle with yourself as you self-reflect. The goal is not to judge your past choices, 
but to reflect on them, learn from them, and make whatever changes you feel are appropriate for you in the here and now. As you build new habits through self-awareness, you can become more balanced, healthy, and happy. Now, my audience, well, just in case in the past you found yourself replaying a scenario over and over again in your head, that is not self-reflection. Okay, that is rumination. So, I'm sure some of you may even know. It is unhelpful, unproductive, and upsetting. But you seem to be stuck in a playback loop. Now that is rumination. So Susan Nolan Hoxma, she is one of the preeminent researchers in the area. She describes it as the persistent. Repetitive and passive focus on the causes and outcomes of a negative event, so it can prolong depression and lead to ineffective outcomes. Well, I'm sure most of us can recall a time when we have been too in our heads, or been caught in overthinking. Analysis paralysis. It is important to learn from the past, understand what contributed to an unwanted outcome, and not repeat past mistakes. Very important, but that is called self-reflection. It is an essential part of learning. Skills development and growth. Reflection is very different to rumination. While subtle, that's why a lot of people get the two confused. This distinction is powerful, along with perpetuating a distressed mood. Rumination will interfere with innovative problem solving. Goal-directed behavior and other things related to living one's most effective life, i.e., your relationships. So, my audience, let me give you some examples of the two, and hopefully that will help you to differentiate rumination from reflection. Ask yourself the following three questions. Okay, so question number one: How do I feel? If you are self-reflecting, it will tend to have a quality of engagement associated with it. It is fresh and likely to leave you feeling energized. And optimistic about new possibilities. On the other hand, rumination feels dull, depressing, 
and can be tinged with resentment and despair. It is stagnant and likely to leave you feeling hopeless and apathetic. Question number two: Is this new or old? Now, is this the first time you have analyzed the situation, or can you apply previous insights in a new and innovative way? If the answer is yes, then keep on reflecting. Conversely, if this is another cycle of an old theme, like old soup, a repeated scenario with the same outcome, have you already extracted all relevant meaning from it? Then this is more likely to be rumination. Question number three: Do I have control? So, can you do anything about this? Reflective analysis is effective when you can take action. When there is something in this scenario that is within your control, and I highly recommend acting on it now rather than just thinking about it. However, if there's absolutely nothing you can do, if the control Rests in the hands of fate or another person's decision. Replaying the scenario serves no purpose beyond self-torture. Then this is rumination. Also, if the resolution depend on another person acknowledging their wrongdoing, taking responsibility, apologizing, admitting you were right. Finally, hearing you, validating your perspective, then these outcomes are all very gratifying. However, it's only wishful thinking. Then you realize you are ruminating. Okay, so be aware of that. So, my audience, I hope I have given you enough examples.、Um, To learn the difference between self-reflection and rumination. So until next week, stay safe, learn heaps, and find the courage to be honest. Find this podcast, to be honest, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and my website, www. drbarbarakiao. com. D R B A R B A R A K I A O. dot com. 